about to do in our hearts. And Lord, whatever you say to do, Lord, give us the grace to do it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. We've been in a series called Love is in the Air, and can you smell it? Can you feel it? Right? A few weeks ago, we talked about embracing the power of connection and joining our connect groups, and those just kicked off two weeks ago. And what's happening in those groups is we're talking about what we're talking about here. We break down everything that we're discussing, all the scriptures that we're turning to, and then we dive deeper so we can have a conversation and read the scriptures aloud and really get in our hearts what we're talking about. So if you were in a group last week, you would have talked about marriage and relationships because that's what we talked about in here and how we're on the same team and how we're not against one another and reading about how God is love and love is in you. Amen. And so our desire is to get what we're talking about conversating in all areas of our life so when we walk out of here on Sunday, we don't just forget about it on Monday, on Tuesday and Wednesday, but we come back to it and, and live it out. And have conversations. Um, this week, we're going to talk about love always serves. Amen? Always serves. Love always serves. Where does love come from? From God. The Bible says God is love. Amen? And God loves you. And his love's on the inside of you. Everywhere you go, he goes. Romans 8 says he's poured his love in you. The love of God's in you right now. You are the culture carriers. You are the DNA of Jesus Christ is exuding from your everybody everywhere you go. If people are going to feel and know about Jesus, they're going to know about it through you. Right? As a husband, as a father, as a sister and brother, they're going to see Jesus come, his love expressed through you. He didn't call angels to do it. He called you to do it. He said, if, Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So the way we, he acts is the way we act. What he does is what we should do. He's the example. He is the divine prototype for us to follow. He is love in the flesh. He is love. John 3, 16, a famous verse, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son so that you could have eternal life. God sent his son Jesus as a seed of love, and he planted it in this earth. And now you see the results of this love. Throughout all of history of the love of Jesus being poured out and spread and mobilized, and, and nations have been changed. People, no matter what has tried to stop the love of God, you can't stop it. You can't keep it in. You can't stop the love of Jesus. Everywhere you go, he goes. He's in you. I'm talking about love is in the air. Love always serves. And God planted this seed of love in you through Jesus. Amen. God planted the seed of love, Jesus, in you. In Psalms 92, I want you to turn to your Bibles. I want you to see this because we're talking about love always serves. Always. Psalms 92, and I, I decided to bring my paper Bible because Brother Joseph the other day said, I love it when people have their paper Bible. I said, yeah, that's a good idea. Let me get my 
paper Bible out. Psalms 92, verse 12 through 15. The righteous flourish like the palm tree and grow like a cedar in Lebanon. They are planted in the house of the Lord. They flourish in the courts of our God. You are planted in the house of God. God has planted you here. You are AO Church. Amen. You are God's seed. And you are called to bring fruit. Love, joy, peace, kindness, patience, fruit of the Spirit that you will give out. You are planted. How many of you say planted? You are planted in the house of the Lord. When you're planted in the house in the Lord, you will flourish. You will grow. Amen. Growth comes because you're planted in the soil. Imagine there's a lot of people that are transplanted all the time, and your roots never get to grow down. And then love abounds, the Bible says, when the winds and the rave comes, love still abounds. It's like a palm tree when the, you know, you see the wind and the rain and blowing trees around, those palm trees, they still, boom, they come back up. Love is, abounds in you. You got this God kind of love on the inside of you. You are planted. God planted the seed of Jesus into us. And now you are planted in the house of the Lord. And because you're planted, you're going to grow. Amen. You are the church of Jesus Christ. We don't go to church. You are the church. The church is not a building. A church, the church, is people. You are the people of God. You are the house of God. You are members of his body. Amen. Not, not just the pastor. Not just the apostle. They're just one piece of the body. You are the body. You are the church. Amen. Come on, church. Let's go. We're not called to just sit in chairs and listen. We listen to get encouragement and, and instruction, but then most of our life and action is serving people. We love God by serving people. Amen. We love God by serving people. You are servants of the Most High. Ambassadors, nobility. Amen. King's kids planted in the house of God. Ayo church, you are the church. I love this scripture in 1 Corinthians 12, turning in my paper Bible. <laughs> Give me a second because I can't just scroll down. But we're talking about you. You're planted, you're growing, you're flourishing. You are the church. I'm the church. You're the church. This is what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 12, verses 12. It says, for just as the body is one and has what? Many members and all members of the body, though many are one body. So it's like my hand, I got fingers, I got a hand, I got arms, I got shoulders, I got feet, I got a heartbeat. They're all one body. We are all one body. We are 
make the church. And you are all a part of it. Everyone is needed. Everyone is vital. Could you imagine if my heart just stopped beating right now? Well, I really don't need my heart. Yeah, you do. You know, if you have kids and they have Legos and you walk in their, in their kids' room late at night and you step on that Lego, you realize how important that foot part of your foot is. Or, you know, guys, when you wake up late at night to get some water and you kind of boop your pinky toe. I mean, it's just this little toe. I mean, no one sees that toe on my foot. But my goodness, when it's hurting, my whole body hurts. We're all one body. When you hurt, we hurt. The Bible says when we rejoice, we all rejoice. When one's going through something, we're all going through something. That's why these groups are so vital for you to be in, because that's where we get to know you and talk to you and, and get community and actually do what Acts 2 says, to go into each other's houses and talk and eat with Cuban bread and Capicom Nechi. Because we're in Miami. God so loved Miami, he sent Jesus for you. I like to personalize things. But you're the church. We are the body. I love what it says here. It goes, for in one spirit we were all baptized in one body. Jews, Greeks, slaves are free. All were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but many. If the foot should say, hey, I don't need the hand. I don't belong to the body. And if the ear could say, because I'm not an eye, I don't belong to the body. What? Would that make it any less part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smelling? I love to smell. Don't you love to smell? Chocolate chip cookies. And then God arranged the members of the body, each one as he has chosen. We are many parts, yet one body. Verse 21 says, I don't need you. We need you. You can't, we don't say it with one part. Oh, I don't need you. No, we need you. Every one of you. You need your pinky toe to not hurt. And if you cut off your pinky toe, you ain't walking right. We need you. We need the nose to smell the fragrance of the Holy Spirit in the room and know if there's not a good fragrance or not. You know, we need every part. Your heart needs your body. We need the heart of this church beating. We need the fingers. We need the hand. We, every part is important. And you're all part of it. And you, we are one body, the church. You. Amen. You can't say, I don't need you. No, we need you. We need you to sing. We need you to create. We need you to love. We need you to open doors. We need you to be visible. We need you to exercise your gifts. We need you to preach and teach. There's too many people here that need to hear Jesus and need a relationship with people. Everyone here is needed. Every person, red, yellow, black, and white, tall, short, big, small, is needed. Red or yellow, black, and white, he's precious innocent. Jesus loves the little children. Amen. We're talking about love always serves, and you're the church, and you're planted in this church. If God brought you here and he's called you here, then you stay planted here, and you will flourish, and you will grow, and good things will happen, and your gifts will be used, and you'll serve, and you're going to find out more and more what God's called you to do. It's going to be amazing. 
Don't quit. Don't give up. Let's keep going. Amen. We are one body. We are one church. We are the family of God. Amen. This is the good news. Love is in the air. Amen. Each one is a part. Because you serve, God is always changing lives. That's why we do it. Because you serve in this house, as members of this house, planted in this house, because of you, God is always changing lives. 1 Thessalonians 3.9 says, how we thank God for you. Because of you, we had great joy. Because of the way you serve and what you do and what you mean to this body, great joy is given to God because of you. Amen. Man, just a few weeks ago, I went to Robert and Mirasol's house for arroz con pollo. Oh, my God. Meo Deus. Obrigado. Gracias, Jesus. The Lord is good. Have you ever had arroz con pollo? I know you have. Yeah, and I think David was there, and Christine, and, and, and Monica, and uh, the, uh, the brothers. I mean, it was great. It was great. But when I was sitting there, I got to hear how, because of David and Christine, the last seven years been serving here, serving. They ain't pastors. They ain't on the pulpit. They ain't, they ain't giving the message. But I got, to see, I got to hear how two couples talked to me for the last two years that because of them, they're here serving on the camera, serving as ushers, serving and teaching in the growth track, teaching Bible fundamentals that happens every week. And they were saying this verse to me in that room. Because of them, we have great joy that our lives have been changed forever. We didn't want to go to church. We didn't care about the church, but we walked in. A part of the body reached out and said, hey, come here, connected. We're called to connect and, and believed in and then, and then walked with and then, hey, be a part, serve here. And, and that's what they're doing. That's just one. And because of that, great joy is given to God. I got to sit in that room and eat a lot of roast con pollo and, and a lot of joy. Alegría en mi corazón. Feliz. It was amazing. Yeah, give it a round of applause to Jesus. You can go ahead and clap. Clapping's good. We can clap in here. Because of them. Because of you. See, we have to have this mindset, this vision, when it comes to serving. Because I know we use this term a lot in church that we're volunteers, which basically means like I go volunteer at the Red Cross, so whenever I can, I might go. And if I can go, and then, then I'll, I'm a volunteer. No, you're part of this body. We don't get to, like, turn the on and off switch, like, hey, you know, when, I, when it's convenient for me to be available or committed, no, you're, you're either in the church, you're either part of the church, you're either part of this body, you're either rooted and planted here, or you're not. And I think our Western culture has taught us that the church is just sitting and hearing. But that's just one part. Then there's serving and doing. That's a whole nother part. So if you have the mindset of, oh, I, I, I don't want to serve people. I, I, I can't, I don't want to do that. Do I want to go to church on Sunday? Get there a little early and, and greet people? Oh, 
one hour a week. I can't do that. Jesus died for me, but I can't do that. I just can't. It's too hard. Uh, I've already done all that. I'm too old. 45. You know, today I'm outside holding the sign outside in the rain. Why? Because we need people outside holding signs. Right? I was just holding this sign. Hey, hey guys, come out. I'm going to be outside every week until we have enough people outside. So every week I'm going to be outside until about 11, 10. You wonder why I'm not in the room? Because we need to let people know they're here. So this is the mindset we have to have. Do I, get to, do I have to serve or do I get to serve? Man, I get to be like David and Christine one day where people get to talk about me and what God's done in my life. That, that's going to be your story. Their story can be your story. Because of you, people are going to say, oh, I felt so welcome here. I knew where to go. I knew what to do. I heard this worship song that blew me away, and I was ready to just go a different direction. And because of that song, I get to sing. I get to open doors. I get to do this. It's a mindset. If I have to give, no, I get to give. I get to be fun in the kingdom. I get to help people hear about Jesus. Amen. It's a mindset. It's a perspective shift. Oh, I got to lead a connect group. They're asking me again. No, you get to. God chose you to lead a group. And talk to people. God chose you to lead worship. God chose you to open doors for people that, that hate going to places and think everyone hates them. And then they come in here and they feel your love like never before. And they're blown away. They see old people, young people. They see middle age, Latinos, and all kind of other people in this place. A majority of Latino, but that's okay. We're in Miami. I get to do this. Right? I get to do this. I get to be like Jesus. I get to be like Jesus. Amen. Amen. It's a perspective shift. It's a change. How you look at your life. The last three years, I was helping a Brazilian church as a pastor. And I'd stand outside with signs because a bunch of Americans would come and they didn't know where to go. Here's a sign. Hey, Eric, you've been a pastor for 20 plus years. You're above that. No, I'm not. Who said that? I read the Bible. Nothing says that. I'm giving transistor radios out to Americans when they walk in so they can hear the service in English. Well, someone else can do that. Why not you? Why not me? I'm out in the parking lot when it's hot. Miami's hot. Saying, hey, what's up, guys? To the bang. Oh, hey, how are you? Say shit, bienvindo. Hey, welcome to church. Oh, you're American? Hey, welcome to church. So glad you're here. Come on in. Hey, let me walk with you right now. Let me show you where to go. I'm sweating. Praise God. And then I got to watch over three years different Americans with transistors on their head walk forward and receive Christ. You could do that. You could do this. We love God by serving people. Serve God by serving people. Amen. Ephesians 6, 7 through 8 says this. It says, 
serve wholeheartedly as if you're serving the Lord, not people. It's a mind shift. This is a shift in your mind. Serve wholeheartedly, right? As you're, because you're serving the Lord, not people. You ain't doing this so other people can say, thank you. I mean, that's cool. But you're serving the Lord. When you open doors, when you do cameras, you're serving the Lord. Oh, why are we doing cameras? Why are we doing cameras? Why are we doing social media? Oh, because there's people that have walked in here and came to Christ because they saw a social media post. That's why we do social media. There's people that give their life to Christ on the other end of that camera. When I was at the Brazilian church, I saw tens of thousands of people give their life to Christ behind a camera. I met my wife because she saw me preaching on the stage at church while she was watching church from her church, from the same church, and that's how we met. Oh, I don't know. I don't, God can't use a camera. Really? I would disagree. He can use a camera. It's like the wave of the future. And we have it. God's blessed us with it. I do it wholeheartedly unto the Lord. God, this is for you. Amen. But why? Why? I asked the Holy Spirit this week, why? How do we motivate the church to serve? He's like, tell them to be more like Jesus. Be like Jesus. Your identity is to be like Jesus. Why should you serve? In Matthew 20, 25, I see this scripture. Let me turn in my paper Bible. Man, I love this paper. I got all these lines, highlights. Love it. You can use the apps too. That's cool. I'm not... But Jesus called them and then said, this is Jesus. You know that the, rule, the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and the great ones ex exercise authority over them. Because these guys were like, hey, who's going to be great, and who's going to be the ruler, and who's going to be the leader, and who's got the title? Who's got the title? And he's like, hey, guys, you know the, the unchristian world, because the Gentiles were the unbelievers of the time. The gospel hadn't gone out to them yet. The Jews were the chosen one, then the gospel went to them, and then it went to the Gentiles. So he's saying, hey, guys, you know how the Romans are treating you? They use their title and their position of authority to say, you need to serve me. And they have all this importance and pop, pop and stands and things going on. This is what he's, he's, he addresses it right here. And he goes on to say, It shall not be so among you. It shall not be so among you. But whoever would be great among you must be your servant. And whoever would be first among you must be your slave. Even as the Son of Man came not to be served, meaning I'm the Messiah, I'm the King, I got it all. I'm the Alpha and the Omega. The name of the church. He's the name. He's saying, I didn't come to be, 
I came to serve. I came to serve and to give his life as ransom for many. He gave his life for you, for Miami. God so loved you. He gave his son for you. He didn't come to be served. He didn't call us to serve him. He said, no, I'm here to serve them. Amazing. 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 Who serves right now every, in this church? Stand up. Just stand. You serve it. Come on. Come on. Let's go. Give them a round of applause. Stay, stay standing for a second. Jose is a teacher. Yeah. Nazareth is studying to be a nurse. And she's, you got David. He's been, owned a business for 35 plus years. Right? You got Robert on the camera over there. He's a GC contractor. Et cetera, et cetera. I make that point because it ain't about what you do. Some of these guys make millions of dollars. Some of them don't. It don't matter. It ain't about that. How much money's coming in the business or how big the business is or what your profession is. You're a teacher. You're a nurse. You're a business owner. Whatever. You could be seated, guys. Thank you. It ain't about that. We're servants of Christ. Amen. And your identity is to be like him. Not, oh, I already do this in my life, so I can't do that. That's not the way of Jesus. Oh, because I have a business. Well, these guys have got businesses. Because I'm a mom or I'm a dad. There's a bunch of moms and dads here. I got three kids right here in the front row. We live an hour away. We get here early. My daughter helped me hold the sign today. Come on. My other daughter's going to start doing media in Jesus' name. I'm declaring, decreeing. And my son, too, because they used to, and now it's start to begin. Amen? Amen? Let's go. It's all about Jesus. We need your help, church. There's a 10% or less of us are actively serving in this church. We're planted here. We're called here. We're the body of Christ here, but only 10% or less are serving. Let me break that down to you. This morning, we had someone that was supposed to come for the very first time. They texted me at 8 in the morning and said, we're coming for the very first time. And then they texted me. They left. Because when they pulled up, they didn't know where to go. They didn't know what entrance to go into because the building was so big. And they got nervous and anxious. And they left. And then I'm thinking, man, if we would have been, more of us were available to be outside to say this way. And I've been working on that couple for years to come. And they came. But we didn't have enough help. We're having a great time with each other. But we didn't have enough help. They drove away. I got the text. I'm like, my heart's breaking outside. I don't, we ain't going to be the church that says we can't do that. Because lives are in the balance. And you might not think 
taking your place in this body is important. It's important. Because if we had a strong parking team on the English side outside, they would have been sitting here today. And that stinks. But we're going to get better. That's why we're talking about this today. Amen? We're going to get better. And they're going to come back. And when they come back, we're going to be ready. Because we got a great kids ministry. We got a great youth ministry. We got a great worship ministry. We got everything. We got great facilities. We got... But we need to all take our place in this church and jump on in and stop sitting around saying, oh, someone else will do it and say, no, it's my time. You ain't too old. You ain't too young. We need you now. This is your church. You're a part of this body. This is your home. If you attend here and give here, that ain't just a mark of a Christian. Only that. That's one piece. I, you, who can... I don't like, can you do this? If you can do this, I need you. I, was, I, I, I need 10 more of these. If you can do this, hey. hey. Welcome. That's all you got to say. Or just smile. <laughs> they talk over there better. Come on. Can you hold a sign? I don't care if you own a business or not. I don't care if you're a nurse or a doctor. It don't matter because we got all those people doing it. We just need to take our place. Right? Holy Spirit, I know you're talking to us. Thank you. Sometimes I got to step on toes, but it's just the, I'm just the messenger. We love God by serving people. You have no idea how one conversation, how one word of encouragement, how one expression of love might change someone's life. Amen. The Holy Spirit said, tell them to be like Jesus. This is what he means. John chapter 13, verses 1 through 17. I wanted you to see this. Love, love always serves. Amen? Amen? John 13. Turning in my paper Bible. That's different, that paper. So Jesus is about to be betrayed. And he's going to start washing some people's feet. And I don't know if you know this, but in those days, you know, you go to someone's house, they had some servant there usually that would bring out a bowl of water and wash their feet because they didn't have no Nikes back then. They didn't have no Reebok. You know, there ain't no Echoes. They didn't have none of that stuff. They had no Gucci. They didn't have none of that. People didn't have any flip-flops. They just walked with bare feet. And they'd be trying to keep, stay clean. They had leprosy and sickness and diseases. So you walk into someone's house, you were walking through dirt. There wasn't no, like, pavers. There was no, like... Ferdy, fresh, green, you know, <laughs> grass that you walk through. No, people got dirty. And so you'd walk into someone's house and the servant would come and they'd wash their feet. Yeah. The servant of the house, someone as a hired hand, you know. So Jesus, on the night of his betrayal, he gets up with all his disciples 
This is the Messiah, the son of the living God, the Alpha, the Omega, the Rose of Sharon, the beginning, the end, the rock, the bread of life, the light of the world, who's about to go to the cross for you and for me because he so loved Miami. And he emptied himself of all deity and said, I'm going to put on flesh and I'm going to come and suffer and serve you. And he wraps a towel around his waist and he starts getting out a bowl and they're like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm going to wash your feet. And he starts washing their feet. And they're thinking, all right, no, wash us all then. Let's just jump in. Give us a whole bath that this was meaning something. Because if we're going to do what you want us to do, we want to be all in, all the way. He washes their feet. Look what he says. Before the feast of the Passover, Jesus knew that the hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. <laughs> he laid aside his outer garments, taking a towel, verse 4, and he tied it around his waist and he poured water into the basin, began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around them. Simon Peter said, Lord, why do you wash my feet? And Jesus answered, what am I doing? You don't understand now, but afterwards you will understand. Peter said, you shall never wash my feet, Jesus. Jesus answered him, if I don't wash you, you have to share with me my suffering. Simon Peter said, well then, not just my feet, but do my hands and do my head and He goes on to say, no, it's just for the feet. In verse 12, he said, when he had washed their feet, he put on his outer garment and resumed his place. And he said this to them, and he's saying this to you. Do you understand what I've done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right. For that's what I am. If then your Lord and teacher have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done to you. Truly, I truly, truly, I'm making a big point. A servant is not greater than his master nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. He's saying this is what you're supposed to do, church. But it's still your choice. But let me, no one's above me. And here's my example. I'm going to wash feet. If Jesus can wash feet, so can you. No one gets to a point of, oh, I'm the head worshiper. I'm the head this. I'm the head minister of the house. I'm the head. Okay. It's all about Jesus. If Jesus can wash feet, so can I.
Jesus can wash feet. I can be in the parking lot with a sign saying hello. I can be an usher. I can be a greeter. I can help with kids. I can help on cameras. I can help for an hour. I can do something. This is your church. You are the church. Amen. It's time to take our place. If Jesus did it, and he said, you will be blessed if you do it. I want you to be blessed. I want you to be like Jesus. Church, we don't go to it. You are it. If the church ain't doing it, it's because we ain't doing it. But if we all take our place, we strong. That group group that stood up a minute ago, they ain't telling me they tired no more. They ain't saying, Pastor, we need more help no more. They ain't saying like, hey, I never get to just walk in here and listen like everyone else. They ain't telling me that no more. Because if we're all doing it, man, you know the good old saying, many hands make the work light? It's easy. If 12 people could take over the world, how much can 100 to 200 on a Sunday do? And if we all use our gifts and we all just say, you know what, it's time to jump in and take our place. If Jesus can serve, then I can serve. If he can wash stinky feet, so can you. And I'm here to challenge you. Young people, this ain't your parents' church. This is your church. He died for you. Just like he died for them. You don't have to wait till you're 25 or 30. No, now is your time. You've been here a while and you've just been sitting. It's time to take the next step. It's time to say, hey, this is my house. I'm planted here. I'm AO. Okay, let's go. Let's do this. Amen. If you do it your choice you got the choice you ain't too old Moses never retired ain't no retirement in the kingdom we need the old people the young people need to see you you're the example so you got to lead the charge with us We're all one body. We're all one church. We all are needed. Everyone in here is vital and important. But we all need to do this together. Amen? We got to do this together. Let's bow our heads. Let's close our eyes for a second. It's time to start. It's time to jump in. Heads bowed, just eyes closed. Holy Spirit, I know you're talking to us. And I don't want to just preach another message and everyone say, oh, that was great. And we all go home and we just do the same thing every week. And then we come back the same way because we didn't do the if part. In scripture, they'd say things like, hey, for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. You got a choice this morning. You can either stay seated 
we could stand up and say, you can count on me. This is my home. I'm ready to jump in. I don't even know what that looks like. That's okay. We'll help you figure it out. If you don't like people, I ain't putting you at the greeting. Okay, don't worry. But if you are ready and you need, it's not, it's your choice. See, God doesn't make nobody follow him. He don't make you serve him. He gives you the choice. He lets you take, make the decision. But today I informed you, you are the church. Not just the 10% that stood up. The 90% in this whole room is this church. This is your home. And now it's time to take your stand and say, you know what, count on me. Count on me. I'm ready to jump in. I'm ready to commit. I'm ready to be used. I don't ever want to get a text like that again saying what I heard this morning. We're going to get better. We're going to get stronger. We're going to do things we had ever dreamed that we thought we could do. You got gifts. You got talents. If Jesus washed, so can we. So can I. But we need all of us to do it together. Father, I thank you that we are the body of Christ. Hallelujah. I thank you for the gifts and the talents and the willingness just to wash feet. Oh, God. Lord, I thank you for the willingness. Lord, you said, if we do this, we'll be blessed. And I pray right now for everyone in this room that needs to take the next step today that will receive that blessing from Jesus Christ, not from me, but from his word that declares blessings because they're willing to serve people. Bless every home, every family represented in this place today. And thank you for their willingness to stand and say, you can count on me. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you. They're anointed and they have the Holy Spirit and they have a family that's with them doing this together. In Jesus' name, all God's people said amen. Give them a round of applause.